We're worried about development? We're worried about being fair or doing what's right by somebody? Uh Uh-uh. Team sports, man. It's team sports. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also happen to cover the Penguins and the Pirates, other two teams in town, and I hope you'll check out those daily shots as well. Every Monday morning here throughout the offseason, as I've promised, to the consternation of some, to the delight possibly of others, we do quarterbacks here. We talk quarterbacks. It's not hard. Everyone wants to talk about this subject, and I'm sure if the audience had this up for a vote, Daily Shot every day would be about the quarterbacks, regardless of one's viewpoint or preference for the position. Here's what I've got for today, and this is a decidedly non-controversial stance to take. This is the antithesis of a hot take. The best quarterback needs to open the 24 season as Pittsburgh's starting quarterback. Crazy, right? Nutso! Just picture all the little sizzling flame ball emojis that should accompany a statement like that. Whoa, did you hear what he said today? He said that the best quarterback should open the season. Wow, really? Well, that's a hot take and a half. But yeah, that's that's where I am. Why is that? Well, I believe two team-wide concepts about the Steelers. One offensively, is that they're mature enough to either make their move or not, meaning as a unit. And let me clarify that further. This offense is reaching into its prime. If you think about Najee Harris entering his fourth season, if you think about Jalen Warren is now no longer just the cute undrafted kid who's giving Najee a blow or whatever, he's out there actually making his own impact and his own name for himself. If you look at George Pickens at his stage of his career and the maturation that he showed over the final month of this past season, if you look at Deontay Johnson probably entering his final season with the Steelers, if you look at Pat Fryermuth and what's expected of him, if you look at this offensive line, you get the idea. From there, throw in a full season of any coordinator, not named Matt Canada, and you've got the opportunity for for something that could be more significant in 2024 than it would be even in 2025 or 2026. The second component is that on the defensive side, I've got some older guys who are legitimate stars in the NFL, meaning, of course, T.J. Watt. Minka Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward. Now, with those last two, they've got to stay on the field. They've got to find a way to be healthy all the way through. I'm not telling you anything they wouldn't tell you themselves. But those don't come along often, and a TJ comes along even less often. TJ's going to end up, his brilliant career, being one of the best defenders to ever wear the uniform. Not just for intangible, sappy reasons, but you don't waste these seasons. You don't throw them away. You don't look back on them like a Louis Lips or a Rod Woodson and say, yeah, they were great players, but they didn't really win anything, so how great were they? 
You don't do that. So on the offensive side and on the defensive side, there's urgency. And the last I checked, out of the 17 games that get played, all of them count. And they count for a lot. Think about the way these recent seasons have ended with you looking up every mathematical formula going into that final weekend to see who has to lose, who has to do this, who has to do that for the Steelers to squeak in. Every single game counts. So far, I've talked about everything but quarterback, but this actually is all about the decision that you make at quarterback. This is all about entering week one against whichever opponent, wherever that game might be, from here to Brazil, and winning it. And then from there, getting better as a team and winning the next game. You know, that's how these things go. This is not a rebuilding operation, and nothing about the quarterback position should derail that or should cloud that for anybody. Now, all that said, I've made it excruciatingly clear which quarterback between Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett I feel is more suited for that challenge. But one of the common counters, and there are some very fair counters to that. There really are. If you want to judge Mason based on something he did five years ago or in a tie against the Lions three years ago or even the interception in the playoff game in Buffalo, go nuts. That's fair game. If you want to doubt Mason and his ability, if you want to doubt that what you saw in those final three regular season games was real, again, fair game. Go nuts. He's a big boy. I'm sure he can take it. But the part that I can't listen to, the part that I can't accept, is that the Steelers somehow owe something to Pickett, that they owe him more time away from the Canada offense, that they owe him because he was a first-round pick, that they owe him because he had only 25 NFL starts, as if that's nothing. That's only double what Mason's gotten. If you want to talk about who's owed something in this organization, if you want to have that conversation, I'm happy to have it with you. It just won't be about a third-year quarterback who's not been good at all. It's going to be about TJ. It's going to be about Minka. And you'd better believe it's going to be about Cam. You want to feel obligated to somebody. If you want to feel like the Steelers should be doing something special to go out of their way for the 2024 season, give those guys a crack at advancing through the playoffs. And one really, really, really smart way to do that would be to start your best quarterback. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. 
Today's J1Q comes from Bob, who says, DK, if the last preseason taught us anything, it's that nothing that happened really mattered. Kenny Pickett was poised to be a star in the making, and then the 49ers came to town and popped that bubble. How do they come up with criteria? How do the Steelers come up with criteria that's relevant in the preseason to make a valid choice if there's to be a true competition? I would have to think this job is Mason Rudolph's to lose. Well, Bob, bringing up the obvious here, since I didn't mention it in the opening segment, I should definitely mention at some point in the program, Mason still isn't signed. My belief from both the team and the player perspectives is that he will be back and that he does recognize that there are a lot of benefits to being in Pittsburgh, not least of which is that he really knows and likes his teammates a lot. But I'm with you on the preseason thing. Kenny was close to perfect in the last preseason. I'm talking about his rating, uh, his efficiency, the quality of his throws. And they were out there for a few seconds and then gone. But every opportunity he had, he nailed. And as you point out, it sure didn't matter against the 49ers. I wouldn't have held that against him because the Niners obviously ended up being pretty decent and ended up in the Super Bowl. But it didn't get any better. Nothing really got any better. And this also is not an opinion. This is fact. I'm going to read some numbers to you here. Okay, this isn't to be mean. This isn't to be, you know, building Mason's case or whatever. These are these are actual facts. In the 2023 season, Kenny's touchdown percentage, meaning how many of his passes resulted in touchdowns, was 1.9%. That ranked 42nd in the NFL, which I'll remind has only 32 teams. His passer rating was 81.4. That ranked 33rd in the NFL, which I'll remind has 32 teams. Big time throws, which is an actual stat, 3.8 per game, 25th in the NFL. His completion percentage, 62%, 37th in the league. His percentage of catchable passes, and this is one of those that you know, really flies in the face of anybody who just brings up, you know, Matt Canada or the way the wide receivers performed or whatever. Catchable passes, 82.9%, 35th in the league. Average depth of target, 7.1 yards, 34th in the league. I could do this all day, and I could even give you some more historical data on what he's done over the two seasons and where that stuff ranks, and it's not any better. The only thing anyone can point to, as far as his performance goes, that's a plus, is that he had, to his credit, several fourth-quarter drives that won games. For whatever reason, something would happen, whether it's the way the defense flowed, whether it was the way Canada all of a sudden called it games. Who knows? Maybe it was just him, but he'd win the game. And that's very much... Uh, a, a positive. I'm not downplaying that or dismissing it, but it doesn't stack up against the rest of this. It's not even close. There's a mountain of chips on one side, and then there's that one sitting over there. So yeah, tell me how Mike Tomlin and all of his evaluators 
are going to look at OTAs and mini camp and training camp in Latrobe, and then the three preseason games, the third of which will almost certainly come against uh, some other teams, you know, second and third units, as happened in the preseason finale last year in Atlanta. So you're not even really talking about three preseason games, you're talking about two. So if you want to talk about stacking chips, here's two preseason games in which to determine that Kenny Pickett's your week one quarterback versus three regular season and one playoff games that Mason just had. The three regular season games, he was the number one rated quarterback in the entire league, which I will remind has 32 teams. And in his case, he was number one. And then he participated in the playoff game and gave the Steelers at least a fighting chance against the Bills in the second half. You're going to you're gonna put those two things on a scale. I mean, am I the only one that sees this as being spectacularly stupid? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one tomorrow that will not be about the quarterbacks.